Shalom to all. Today's daf is Pesachim Daf Chavav. We are starting three lines from the top, the second to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. B'schoz Dina Bas Elisheva, the iris of Hanukkah should provide or for her, and she should be zeichet her zivug hagon bakar of mamish. Now we concluded yesterday's daf somewhere in the middle of a sugya. Abai and Rava were arguing about a case where someone was going somewhere or doing something, and the course would inevitably benefit from something usher. Abai allowed it, Rava didn't. There were two ways of understanding this machlekes, and in the second way of understanding it, we established that the scenario being discussed is where this person had no other option of how to go about doing what he needs to do, and he also has kavana to benefit from the usher thing. This is called loy efsher umechavin. It's loy efsher. He has no other alternative, but it's umechavin. He also has kavana to benefit from the iser. Abai maintains that since in our case there's no other way to go about it, even though this fellow has kavana to have hana from this iser, it's still permitted. Whereas Rava counters that since he has kavana to benefit from the iser, it's usher, even though there's no alternative. Again, the way this is termed is loy efsher umechavin, and now we try to bring rayos for the two different sides. Amr Abai, he says, how do I know that loy efsher is permitted. They said about He was sitting in the shade of the Heichal, and he was teaching his Talmidim the entire day. Now Rashi says that the Heichal was a hundred amas tall, and that means that it provided a great amount of shade for everyone to sit in. Rabbi Yechem had so many Talmidim, there wasn't any base Medjish that was able to hold all of them. So he's sitting in the shade of the Heichal, which technically should be Usr, and he's teaching his Talmidim. What do we learn from here? Over here there was no alternative. There was no base Medjish that could hold that many people. Umechavin, and they have kavana to benefit from the shade of the Heichal Vashari, and we still see that it's permitted. So we have a raya for Abai. The Rav Amar, he counters and says, Shani Heichal, the case of the Heichal is different. It's made for the inside of the Heichal, meaning the whole Isra of having benefit from the Heichal itself. It's the Beis HaMikdash, that's for everything inside the Heichal. However, the outside of it, there's no issue having benefit from it. Now, Abmar Rava, he tries to defend his position that Loi Efshu Umechavin is Asr, Menam how do I know that? Dinan, we have a Mishnah. Lulin Kachim. There were hatches that were open in the upper part of the Kaddish Kedashim, they would lower the repairmen in boxes inside the Kaddish Kedashim, so that they shouldn't feast their eyes on the site of the Kaddish Kedashim. Now the Beis HaMikdash always needed to have small repairs done, and the Kaddish Kedashim was not excluded from that. So how is it that someone's supposed to go into the Kaddish Kedashim? We know that the Kain Gadol was allowed in only once a year. So what would they do? They had these little hatches, these little windows that would open in the upper part of the Kaddish Kedashim. They would lower a repairman inside a box into the Kaddish Kedashim. And the only thing he could see was the walls or the thing that he needed to fix. So what's the raya? Vahach over here, Deloy Afshar, there's no other way around it. We have to let the repairman inside. Vakamachavin, and he's having kavana, meaning if he were to have kavana, Vaasar would be Asar. That's why we have to put him in a box. So he's not allowed to have Hana from it. So we have a raya for Rava. The Gemara answers with Tizbra, is that really so? He teaches us, Kal Umar Vireach and Bahamishumila. Sound, sight, and smell, there's no Isar of Meila. That means that if someone has personal benefit from from the sounds coming from the base of Mikdash, the musical instruments being played, or the sights of the base of Mikdash. He goes inside and he really genuinely appreciates and enjoys the sight of the base of Mikdash or the smell of the Katiras, and he has benefit from that. There's no Isra Me'ila, he's not going to have to bring a carbon for misappropriating Hektash. So we see that Mara's sight, having benefit from the actual sight of the base of Mikdash, is not really Asr. So what's the problem with the Kaddish Kadashim? Why would the repairman have to be lowered in boxes? There's an extra respect that we treat the Kaddish Kadashim with, but it's not that it's actually Asr to look inside the Kaddish Kadashim. So Rava has no Raya. Some say, Amar Rava, this is what Rava had said, How do I know that Loi Afshur Mechavin is Asr? Titnan, we have our Mishnah, Amar Shem Pazi, Amar Shem Belevi, Mishem Bar Kapara, Koilumar Virech, Ebehem Mishem Me'ila, there's no Esr Me'ila. What do we learn from here? Me'ila Hudaleka, he's not over Me'ila, meaning he's not going to have to bring a carbon. Haisur Ika, but it's still Asr. And Rava concludes his proof, My love, it must be Loi Afshur Mechavin is Asr. For those people that are standing inside, meaning the Kaihanim and the Levim that are inside the base of 
Mikdash doing the Havaidah, the Loi Afshar, there's no other way around it. They have to be inside the base of Mikdash, playing musical instruments, doing the Havaidah, become a Chavan. If they're going to have Kavana to benefit from the sound, sight, and smell, the Asr, and it's still going to be Asr, meaning they're not going to be Ivor Me'ilah, but it's still Asr, so we have a Raya. The Gemara answers Loi, Loi Isan Aymden Bechutz. We're talking about people that are on the outside, someone who's walking near the base of Mikdash, so he's not allowed to have benefit from the sound, sight, and smell inside the base of Mikdash. However, someone inside is definitely allowed to have benefit. Again, Rava has no Raya. Now we're going to pause for a moment and discuss something that we just mentioned. Gufa, Amr Shem Apazi, Amr Shu Belevi, Mishum Bar Kapara, Kal Umar Vireach, Sound Sight and Smell, Ebahem Mishum Meila. A person is not going to be Chayav for Meila if he gets benefit from them. Ask the Gemara Vireach, Ebahem Mishum Meila. There's no Isser of Meila from smelling the Katiras. Vatan, you have a Brisa. Hamafatim Asakatiras. Someone who puts together all the ingredients of the Katiras. Now we know that if a person makes the Katiras outside the base of Hamikdash, he actually is Chayav Kares. So if a person puts together all the ingredients of the Katiras, Lehislameba, if he does so, to learn. How to properly do it when he's going to be in the base of Mikdash. Let's say he's a Kayan, or he's putting it together in his house because he wants to donate it to the Tibor, means he wants to give it to the base of Mikdash. Pater, he's going to be Pater. It's Asr, but he's not going to be Chayav Karis. However, if he's making the Katiras in order to smell its scent, Chayav, so then he's going to be Chayav Karis. And someone who smells the Katiras in the base of Mikdash, Pater, he's Pater from Karis, but he's still Ivor Meila. So we see very clearly that Reach has an Isr Meila. Al Amar Papa answers, Kal Umara, and Behem Meila. Sound in sight, there's no Isra Meila there, Lafisha Embe Hamamish, because it doesn't have any substance to it. The Reach, La Achsha Talatam Rase, and the aroma of the Ktairus also. After the smoke of the Ktairus goes up, and by Mishim Meila, there's also no Isra of Meila there, Hail Vanasim Mitzvah, because the Mitzvah was already done with the Ktairus. The only Isra Meila of the aroma of the Ktairus is while it's still being burned, not afterwards, then there would be an Isra Meila. The Gemara asked right away what we just said. Remember the Chalhechet and Asim Mitzvah Does that mean that anytime we have something that's hektish, but the mitzvah is already done with it, there's no Isra Meila? Vare Chumas Hadeshen. What about Chumas Hadeshen? Now we know that one of the daily avoidas in the base of Mikdash was Chumas Hadeshen, which was performed every morning. A kain would go up onto the Mizbeach, remove a shovel of ashes from the previous day's Karbanas, and place it on the floor of the Hazara. The Nasim Mitzvah said that its mitzvah was already done, it was already placed on the floor. Chumas Hadeshen was already completed. But there still is an Isra Meila. How do we know? It says in the Pasik. You shall place it, meaning the ashes, next to the Mizbeach. What do we learn from here? That you're not to scatter the ashes. They just have to be placed down. You shall place them. What do we learn? You're not allowed to have Hana from them. So we see very clearly that even after the mitzvah was done with something in the base of HaMikdash, it's still going to be Asr because of Me'ila. The Gemara answers, there's no issue. That we just spoke about. Which we're going to talk about in a minute. Those are two psukim that are coming as one. Anytime we have two psukim, they're coming as one. In Milamdin, we're not allowed to learn anything from that. Now, means we have two psukim in the Torah that are teaching us the same exact thing. Whenever we have one pasuk that teaches us something, we always have the ability to say that this halacha that applies in this scenario also applies in other similar scenarios. However, when we have two psukim that are teaching us the same exact halacha, we say it must be that that halacha is unique to those two psukim, to those two topics, and we can't learn to other things. So therefore, we can't learn to all other things that are hektish even after the mitzvah is done because these are shnei svum habayim ke'echad. Now, Chumas Hadeshen had Amran. We already explained what Chumas Hadeshen was. Big day kahuna. What exactly is that? Now we know that the Kain Gadol did avoid in the base of Mikdash Anyim Kippur, and he wore two sets of begadim. There was the white ones and there was the golden ones. The Chesiv it says in the pasuk about the white ones when he took them off at one point in the avoid during Yom Kippur. 
has to leave them there. Malami that teaches us we have to hide them away, meaning we're not allowed to use them again. So we see that there's still an Isser of Meila even after their mitzvah was completed. So the Gemara asks, that this Pasuk is teaching us that we have to hide them away and we're not allowed to use them again. He says, they were able to use these begadim for a kain hedit. What does it mean in the Pasuk? He should leave them there. That means that the Kayan Gadol is not allowed to use them on another Yom Kippur. Michael Mamer, what could we say? That means that this Pasuk is not teaching us that there's an Isra Mi'ila even after it was been used. So therefore, Chumas Hadashen and Big Kuna are not Shniks from Habayim Ke'echad. And we technically could learn from Chumas Hadashen that even after the mitzvah of something hectic was completed, there's still an Isra Mi'ila. The Gemara answer is not a problem. Those are two Psukim that are coming to teach the same thing. And again, when we have two Psukim that are coming to teach the same thing, we can't apply that halacha anywhere else. Now, what's the case of Egla Rufa? Now, we've already learned that if a Jewish corpse was found in between two cities, the elders of the city closer to that corpse must atone to some extent for his death. A calf, an Egla, is taken to a specific area and is decapitated from the back of the neck, hence the name Arufa, meaning the back of the neck. This Egla Rufa is also to benefit from even after it's been killed. So we see that Chumas Hadashan and Egla Rufa are snakes and therefore we can't learn it to other places. So the Gemara asked, This is all good according to the Manda Amr, that you're not able to learn from Shneiks Vumhabim Kachad. El Mandamar Mulhamdin, but there is Mandamar that tells us you are able to learn a halacha from Shneiks Vumhabim Kachad. Michael Mamer, what could we say? So the Gemara answers, even according to him, it's not a problem. There are two limitations mentioned in the Pasuk of Chumas Hadashin and Egla Rufa. Ksivit says, Visamai, and you shall place it, the Chumas Hadashin, meaning the limud of the Pasuk of Chumas Hadashin is limited to Chumas Hadashin. Uksivit, it says in regards to Egla Rufa, Ha Arufa, Vikaf, what you're talking about here, meaning we're limiting this halacha to Egla Rufa and we're not able to apply it anywhere else. Now we go back to our discussion between Abai and Rava, and we try to bring a raya for Rava. Tashma, let's try to bring a proof for him. Hechnisul Rifka, let's say he took a calf and he put it into the Rifka, Vidasha, and it threshed. Ksheira, it's still kosher. Now the Rifka is a contraption that holds four cows, enabling them to work together as a team. He took a calf, hitched it together with the other cows because its mother was one of those cows and he wanted it to feed from its mother. So the ratio this Bryce is telling us it's still permitted to be used as an Egla Rufa, even though the calf that's going to be used for the Egla Rufa is not allowed to have ever done any work since he only put it here with the intention of having it feed from its mother, it's still kosher for Egla Rufa. However, continues the Bryce, if his intention was so that it should nurse from its mother and also thresh with its mother, psula, then it's puzzle. And over here in this case, there's no other way. The only way that it could feed from its mother is if it also threshed the Kamachavin and he had Kavana for it to thresh the Ketani Psula. And we still see that it's Puzzle. So we have a Raya, the Loy Afshur Machavin is Asr. The Gemara answer is not a Raya. Shani Hasim, in that case, is different. The Chsevit says in the Pasuk, Asher Loy Ubadba, that it didn't have any work done with it. That means any type of work that was done with this calf, even though there was no other way about it, nonetheless, it's still going to be Asr and you're not allowed to use it for the Egla Rufa. The Gemara says, If so, Afilu Reishanami, even with Reisha also, in the case where it ended up being with its mother and it ended up threshing, but he didn't have intent for it to thresh, it should also be Asr. What's the difference between the Reisha and the Sefer of the Brisa? So the Gemara Chafavam, based on the top, answers, It must be that's comparable to the following. And this Brisa that we're going to mention is talking about Paraduma. The Paraduma is not allowed to have any work done to it. And the way that the Pasuk says this is Asher loy Allah Aleha oil. Then no oil, no yoke was ever placed upon it. But the Lashon of Allah Aleha, nothing ever went on top of it. So the Brisa says, Shachan Aleha Oif. Let's say a bird flew and rested on the back of the Paraduma. Kshera, it's still kosher to be used as the Paraduma. Allah Aleha Zachar. But let's say a male mated with it. 
psula, so then it's puzzle. My taima, why is that? What's the difference between these two cases? Something went on top of this cow, so it should be usher or mutter in both cases. Amr Puppy answers, Iksev, if what is said in regards to Egla Arufa, Avad, Ayin Bez Dalad, Vikarinan Avad, and we would have read it as Avad, which means he did work with it, Ada Avid Ba'ihu, then we would learn that the only calf that would be usher to use is Egla Arufa as if he actively did work with it. And Iksev Ubad, if it would say Ubad, Ayin Vav Vez Dalad, Vikarinan Ubad, and we would read it like that, Afilo Melanami, then we would learn that the type of calf that would be usher is even if work was done with it, even though the owner himself didn't do that work with it. Now that the Pasuk says Avad, Ayin Beis Dalad, Vikarinan Ubad, but we read it as Ubad, even though it's Ayin Beis Dalad, we still read it as Ubad. So what do we learn from here? Ubad, Domia de Avad. It has to be Ubad similar to Avad. What does that mean? Ma Avad de Just like when it's Avad, meaning he actively did the work with his cow, that means it's beneficial for him. Af Ubad de That means even if work was done with it and he didn't actively do that work, it has to be beneficial for him in order to Asr it. But if it's not beneficial for him, so then it's not going to be Asr. So therefore, in regards to the Paraduma, when it mates, even though that happened on its own, it's beneficial to him and therefore cannot be used as a Paraduma. However, when the bird is on its back, that's of no benefit to the owner, so it's still kosher as a Paraduma. Back to the previous Brisa, when there seemed to be a steer in between the Risha and the Seifa, when the calf worked with its mother and he had intended for it to, that was the Seifa for the Brisa, then it may not be used as an Egla Rufa. However, when his sole intention was for it to feed from its mother and it also happened to have worked with its mother, then it's not for the owner's benefit and it may still be used as an Egla Rufa. But once again, we don't have a Raya for Rava's Shita, the Loy Efshar Umechavin is Aser. And the Gemara attempts another proof for Rava. Tashma, Aveda, a person found a lost object and we know that he has the responsibility of watching that object and making sure it doesn't get ruined. He's not allowed to spread it out on his bed or hang it up on a hook, if that's for his benefit. He is allowed to spread it out for its benefit on a bed or on a hook. If it's going to be beneficial to this item that he found to hang it up on a hook or to spread it on a bed, then he's allowed to do so. Let's say guests come to his house. He is not allowed to spread it out on the bed or hang it on a hook. Whether it's for his benefit or even for its benefit. So we see from here that it's loy efshar. It needs to be hung on the hook, let's say. But nonetheless, it's mechavin. We're assuming that he's having kavanah to have benefit from it because now his guests can see that he has this fancy object. So we see that loy efshar mechavin is usher. The more answer is not a raya. Shani has like his different, the kali law, because it's like he's burning it by hanging it up. What does that mean? Either because there's going to be ayin hara, the people that are visiting his house, they're going to see that he has this fancy object, even though it's not his, and they're going to place their ayin hara on it, and something's going to happen to it. Or because of thieves. Perhaps one of these people that came to his house is a thief, and he's going to try to steal it. And that's why he's not allowed to hang it up. It has nothing to do with loy efshar umechavin. We just concluded a number of attempted proofs to prove Rava's shita, that loy efshar umechavin is usr. However, we haven't been successful. Now, in this last stage of the Gemara, we're going to go back to the first version of what Abai and Rava argue about. Now, in the first version, they argue in a case of efshar, but loy mechavin, in the shita of Rav Shimon, the davrashay mechavin is mutter. Abai maintains that since according to Rav Shimon, davrashay mechavin is mutter, and over here he does not have kavana to benefit from this eser, so it's mutter for him to proceed, even though it's efshar, even though there is another way to go about doing it. Nonetheless, since he does not have kavana to benefit, so therefore it's permitted. Whereas Reva argues that even Rav Shimon would admit that since there's an alternative way to go about doing what he's doing, that we're not going to apply davrashay mechavin is permitted, and therefore this thing is usher. And now we're going to try to bring a proof for that side. Tashmah the Gemara says, Meichrikstos, people that would sell garments, Meichrin Kadarkan, they're allowed to sell them their normal way. Now many a time, people that would hawk garments in the street, they would actually wear those garments and then show different people, do you want this one, do you want that one? And they're allowed to wear them normally. 
even if there's shotness in them, this Bryce is telling us, he's still allowed to wear these shotness garments. Obolvad, as long as the Bryce says, he's not allowed to have kavana to benefit from this garment during the summer to protect himself from the sun. Let's say it's a very cool garment, it's a moisture wicking shirt, he's not allowed to have kavana to benefit from this shotness. And when it's the winter, he's not allowed to have intent to benefit from this coat. However, pious people, they would just sling all this clothing behind them on a stick and they wouldn't wear it because they want to make sure that they don't come anywhere near the Isra of wearing shotness. What do we see from here? Over here, the everyone could technically do like all the pious people and not wear this clothing. And when he doesn't have kavana to benefit from the shotness, shari, it's permitted. This is a refutation to this first lashon of Rava, it's a valid refutation. We see that Efshar, Veloy Machavin, is mutter. Everyone should have a wonderful day.